Hey everybody, it's Rob Shear, the founder of Comfort Cases, and it is so hard to believe that we are on season five of Fostering Change. You know, we've had some great guests in the past, and this season we have some more great guests. So, please make sure you go over to YouTube, subscribe, or you can always find us on any of the podcast platforms, and that's Fostering Change. Well, you know what? It's hard to believe. Here we are in season five. Wow, season five. You know, I, I say this quite often. Um, you know, season one, I got through it. Season two, I told my producers, I think that was the end of the season. Um, and then we came to season three and then season four. But I have to tell you, um, I come back every single season because I get to meet some of the most amazing people. First of all, I want to say thank you to each and every viewer, each and every person that tuned in this summer to the best of. You know, um, we did not become the number one podcast and foster care and adoption if it wasn't for all of you, for all of our viewers, all of our, our listeners, and for really spreading the word about good humans. You know, my next guest actually walked into my life years ago, and it was all because of Makai. And, you know, you guys hear me talk about my son, Makai, quite often. Um, Makai is now 16 years old. Um, and yes, to, to his horn, he is the president of his school. But when Makai arrived, he um, had fetal alcohol syndrome. And Makai has sensory disorder. And Makai had every label you name to it. And the thing was for Makai is that he just didn't feel that he fit in. He didn't fit in. And um, my next guest actually wrote a book about kids being different. And somehow my son, Makai, got this book and it literally was a door opener for him. I remember my husband and I sitting on the couch every single night reading this book to Makai. And by the way, by the end, Makai could recite the book. But then what was even more exciting is that Makai wanted every single teacher to read it. He wanted his classmates to hear about it because that that's exactly what kids want to do. They want to be included. So without further ado, I am so, so excited to in invite my next guest, author Todd Parr. Todd, welcome to Fostering Change. Thank you. Todd, it was so exciting. I remember when I reached out to you through social media years ago, showed a picture of my son, Makai, reading the book, and you and I just immediately clicked. And since then, we followed each other. I've watched your journey. Um, and I'm going to tell you something. You definitely have changed so much for children. Um, did you always think you were going to be an author? No, no, I I didn't. I, um, I, I think... The reason, you know, that book came about was because of what you mentioned about Makai. It's like so many labels, you know, everything about it. It's like I struggled with so many things. So that's really where that book came about, you know, was from everything that I went through. And, you know, I just knew there was this bigger world out there. I felt like there was like these things calling me, like there was more beyond Wyoming. Like I had to discover whatever this was. And the one thing that I was interested in was art because I had so much trouble in school and I had trouble reading. In fact, I had to repeat second grade because I couldn't read because I memorized the books by the pictures and no one really realized that. And no one really, you know, said, oh, he's this, or he he's a visual learner or, oh, he has attention deficit or, oh, he's just slow. And the one thing that I did do was trace the outline of Snoopy the dog. And I got so good at it, I was able to draw Snoopy the dog. And from then on, 
I knew by second grade that I loved art. I loved to draw. I loved to paint. And that's all I was interested in all the way through school. I think it's what got me through school um, was visually relying on that. And then, you know, the real world happened and it's like, what am I going to do with myself? I can't draw Snoopy all the time. And, um, you know, I did some other things and then I kept coming back to this art and I just said, I don't care. I have more confidence. I'm going to do this. I don't know what it is I'm doing, but I'm going to put my art on everything I can get my hands on. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to just blindly reach out and just say, this is my passion in life. I don't know where it's going to take me. And fortunately, like through doing greeting cards and t-shirts and artwork and that somebody saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And they said, hey, have you ever thought about writing kids books? And I'm like, no, 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 I haven't. It's I'm afraid of books. I don't like to read. I barely made it through high school. Um, I had trouble reading. I had to repeat the second grade. How could you write a, a book? with all that. And they said, you're already sort of doing it. She was an editor. So there is no short answer for that wow. <laughs> when you ask. So sorry. No, but I love that. I absolutely love that because, you know, I always, I always laugh. And I remember when I, my, my memoir, when I, we brought my memoir, I told them, I was like, I'm, I very much like you. Um, I can't spell. I can't write. I don't know the difference between there, there, and there. I barely made it through high school. Um, and so to know that I'm writing a book, I'm like, you know, that is crazy. You know, the fact is, is you have actually sold over 6 million copies worldwide of your book. You are my first author that I've ever had on, and I've had many authors on in the last five years. They have sold that many copies. That is amazing. It's It's been almost 25 years, and it's just, um, it's hard to believe. And I think, you know, it's I've always been so grounded. And like when you mentioned you reached out to me, you know, it's just like I... I wrote back to you because I felt the connection and I get this a lot with my stuff. And I was always trying to, I spend the time figuring out what is this passion that attracts certain people to my work to the point that they, they think they, you know, we could be friends. They may know me. They just relate. They're like, you don't know how this impacted um, our life. You know how this helped my kid. And, you know, for me, it it's like, I, I can sort of relate to that because I know what I struggled with. And I think when people say, Todd, you have the best job ever. You get to write kids books, you know, all the time. And I agree with that. However, I get to write books that I know help make a difference. And that's a reward for me. I'm not just drawing, you know, these great stories and this art is beautiful. It's like, it's very funky art. It's, I don't even know what these are defined as, you know, the books, but I think the reward is knowing that I'm making a difference in other people's lives their families and all those things that I struggled with and stumbled on. And I wish maybe there had been a book like it's okay to be different to point out to me that I just, I was different, but that was okay. Not like there's something wrong with you. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and I love that. I absolutely love that because that's the way Mackay felt that it was okay to be different. And he realized that he different, but he wasn't something wrong. And, you know, you mentioned the word family. And the fact is, is that, you know, for my husband and I to raise, you know, we have five kids now, um, you know, same sex marriage, raising our kids have been with us 14 years, but you have this book out, you know, which is the family book, um, which by the way, we, 
So we have this thing in our family that we really don't keep books. We believe that books should be loved and then they should be passed on to someone else. We believe that there's no such thing as a used book. It's only a book that's been loved. And so we donate our books to comfort cases and put them into cases for kids in foster care. But this particular book, including the book that my, my, my son Makai refuses to get rid of, this book stays in our house. And it stays in our house because it was the first book that my husband and I actually actually got that actually showed a petition of our family you know yeah. the fact that we are two dads raising kids but I have to tell you that you know I've been reading up a lot and I know that this is actually the number one ban book in the United States right now on the top it's in the top how do you feel about that it's nothing new. Um, that book since it come out has been problematic it's coming it's 20 years old. Um, I think like that version, you have the board version, you know, is is in its eighth or ninth printing, the hardcover, the paperback are in like 21st printing, so reprint. So um, obviously it finds its way, it finds where it belongs. Um, and at first, you know, being new to the whole publishing, it was like, you know, this book's on the band book list. It's like, wait, that's that's not good. Um, you know, why? And then it was like, oh, I'm okay with that. Because if you, to say, I would write a book about families and specifically not include a certain kind because it might upset somebody would not be a Todd Parr book. So if that's the reason you're banning it because some families have two moms or two dads, which is a fact, you know, go ahead and ban it. I mean, those kids, but the importance of it is, is that kids see themselves in these situations so that they can identify and say, hey, again, I did not come from a perfectly normal family. I had a mom and a dad, but there was lots of problems, dysfunction. Um, and I felt like my family was the only one that was like that. Um, again, that doesn't help with your self-confidence and who you are. And so I wanted kids to say, look, this is my family. I get, This is my family on this page. And we are special and important. We love each other no matter what. Um, you don't have to be this family that I thought you had to be um, in order to, you know. So, so anyway, it, 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 the, the, you'd think the noise would have calmed down, but it's not. It's louder and louder and louder. And every year when the band book list comes out and this book is challenged and the stories behind the challenging of counselors being fired or teachers being brought to the school board, you know, for sharing this book now, it's even worse you know, what you're hearing. And again, I'm proud of that book. I feel bad for, you know, the teachers or whoever that are trying to enlighten kids, make them more confident and are being challenged, you know, by this book. Um, but I'm proud of it. So yeah. and, okay. and, and you should be proud of it. And the fact is, is that, you know, I look at where, you know, one of my kids in one of his schools, you know, my kids are in, in all teenagers now they go to we have five different schools. Um, but there's one particular school, my youngest son, he goes to a he goes to a Catholic private school. And there are four other families that are same sex. And, you know, um, I want my son to see families like his and I want my kids and my grandchildren at one day, don't want any of them soon kids if you're watching this but i want my grandkids to see that that our family is just like everybody else you know our family is just like everybody else which brings me to your book the i love you book i absolutely this is another one of my favorites 
And I think it's the my favorite because, you know, I talk about this quite often in my journey is that I never, ever remember as a kid growing up anyone looking at me and saying, I love you. Um, I don't remember my mother saying it, my foster parents saying it. And so it's something that I really, really push at home. And I don't want to say push at home, but I sure make sure that each and every one of my kids, I never hang up the phone without saying I love you. I never go to bed without saying I love you. I want my kids to hear that word time and time again. What made you decide to write the I love you book? Because there's there's a part in here. Um, I love you when you feel better. I love you when you're squeaky clean. You know, I love you when you're stinky. You know, it's just truly, and to me, it's that unconditional love. And I think that's what makes us, makes better kids is when they feel that unconditional love. What made you write this one? Um, My editor had suggested doing an I love you book. And I said, I don't really want to because there's a million I love you books out there. And she said that there's not a top par I love you book. And so I thought about that and I thought, you're right. You're right. So, um, but I'm going to do it my way. And my way is doing it the way I did, where it's relatable to the parent in those moments of, I love you, you know, when you're stinky. I mean, you don't see that in books. I love you when you hide my keys. And then, you know, you're reading the book back with your kid later in life. And you go, remember that time when you hid my keys in the couch and I couldn't find them and I was late for work again. I lost my job. You know, those moments when they'd be like, these are the real moments of of loving someone. Um, and I wanted it to be, you know, my version of that whole thing. And also just a book to know that you're always loved no matter what. And and again, I can't say that um, I didn't feel love, but I can't say that it was on the forefront of anything um, but I did know, especially with my grandma, you know, that I was loved and she was an important part of my life that helped raise me. So I think there's a lot of everything in me and everything I do. So I could say my grandma's definitely in the I Love You book because she read to me every single night. Um, and yeah, that book was the first book to hit the New York Times bestseller list. So it was like I learned my lesson there uh, in ways of like just because there's a book about something out there doesn't mean you should be intimidated by it because there's maybe a, not a version like your version right, of that right. book. Um, and so. I have to tell you, I can't recite any other I Love You book out there, by the way, Todd, but this particular book is another one of those books that is on our shelves at home, um, you know, because, you know, my husband, he has these keepsake boxes for each and every one of our kids. And so there's certain things throughout the, the, the growth of as they were growing from, you know, toddlers, and he always takes something, he puts them in these big bins, and he says that he's keeping them for when we have our grandkids. And so... This book is actually one of those books and, you know, our keepsake, because he thinks it's such a great book that one day we're going to sit on the couch and we're going to be reading to our grandkids. Now, listen, you actually have a new book out um, and it's the Monster Mac and Cheese Party, um, you know, a little bit different for you. Yeah. And again, um, my editor suggested to me <laughs> that 
she said, Todd, we really don't have a Halloween book for you. We have, you know, my books are have been, you know, really successful, like releasing around the holiday. So like the I Love You book came out, you know, near Valentine's Day. So you're getting good placement as well as it's a year round thing. It's not just specific because I don't want to do a Valentine's Day book. But the I Love You book is in lieu of that. And I think, you know, she said, we just don't have a Halloween book. It's a short window. Um, you've done I'm not the I'm not scared book, but it's really not Halloween. And I sat on it for a while and I was like, I don't I really don't want to do a Halloween book. I'm not feeling this. And then I had these monsters and I was like, and everybody I think knows that I love macaroni and cheese. So I was like, monsters through this like almost like Halloween party without calling it Halloween. And they made all these weird macaroni and cheeses that you had to come bringing your favorite macaroni and cheese, but no humans because they make boring macaroni and cheese from the box. So it was only <laughs> monsters. Um, and they were like, where, where we had no, where did this come from? Like we asked you to do this and you did this and we're like blown away by it. And we absolutely love it. And, and again, it was taking two of my favorite things, macaroni and cheese and monsters. And I love food. I love to cook. This is a way for me to get that element in it. And then the book ends with my signature signature message but it also has two of my recipes that I actually make there's a vegan one and a regular one that you would make like when you went to comfort or families over and I, it was fun for me because I got this food element into what I was doing and sometimes it's good to take a break from the uh social emotional things that I do because you know this book coming out of two years of COVID um, you know, these these reassurance books, I think I felt like maybe my audience needs a break, maybe just something fun that you can sit there and read and laugh about. And the only message you take away is it's good to try new things and make new friends and Dan love Todd and let's go make some macaroni and cheese. So I love it. I love, I love it. it. I absolutely love it. I love the book. By the way, we're a big Halloween family. Um, and so Halloween is huge in our house. And so, you know, when I got the book, and thank you so much for sending me the book, but when I got the book, immediately I, I took it home and I I wanted the kids, we were all in the kitchen on the in the island, and I was like, Hey, Todd's got a new book out. I was like, I, you know, I'm getting ready to interview him. And so I read it, and my kids were laughing, and they were just like, you know, and they were laughing, and these are mine, by the way. These are teenage boys and sure. one teenage daughter, but they were laughing. And the thing that they thought was so funny is that they were like, Dad, we love macaroni and cheese. <laughs> How can you not? How can you not? You know, the fact is that you listen to your editor, and I can see this book being a number one bestseller as well. Todd, what do you think is next? Um, I'm working on um you'll always have me. Um, so again, that's, it's something I've had in the works for a few years. I keep pulling it out, but it's, it's just one of those books that for reassurance that, you know, when you doubt yourself, when you need to talk, when you're afraid, you know, when you're away that you'll always have me and I'm trying to do it in an approach that this book would go in, you know, your box that your husband's keeping for your kids and when they go away to college or whatever, you get the book out and you read the book it, you, that you'll always have me, you know, I'll always be there for you. Um, even when I'm not, um, I'll be there. So 
I'm working on that. Um, I did something very unusual for me with uh, Climate Power, um, a, a gift book to give away about um, helping the environment. And I have my live uh, It's Okay to Be Different theater show traveling across the country, Singapore and China. Which is crazy, and by the way. I mean, that's is. like, I'm so, I like, like when I see that you're like all over the world, I mean, you are impacting kids all over the world. I mean, it, it, for me, that's got to make your heart smile. It it does. And it brings me full circle back to you. It's like, um, you know, in the beginning, it's like if you got an uh, email from somebody that bought your book, you respond to everybody because that's just what you do. And then you reach a point where you can't respond to everybody and then you feel bad. But you you read through the lines and you feel that connection. There was that breakthrough thing with you, um, you know, and your family. And it made me feel good and relatable. And as you continued on with your family and your growth and just keeping in touch social media, even if we weren't directly in touch and seeing all that you do, the impact that you do, how you, you know, you made your family, you know, into this very special thing and what you do for other families it's like how is it it's hard not to be a part of that so when you've asked me um from time to time about books or anything it's like I just feel so supportive of what you're doing and what you've done because you're making a difference in kids lives and I know this is your podcast and I'm not here this is not a paid <laughs> endorsement but you are inspiring to so many people and from someone that does what I do it's so nice to have someone have make the connection of what I'm doing and it's equally I can identify with what you're doing and you're not just taking care of your amazing family you're you're making a difference wow, wow. Well, so thank I you I will tell you that I'm blushing even though the screen looks orange guys I am traveling as usual but listen up Todd what a way to kick off season five I am telling you I am so so excited I cannot thank you enough I can't thank you for giving so much love to our community and you know I say this all the time your community is not your zip code it's our human race it is our human race and when a child reads a book that makes them feel loved it truly brightens up our entire community so I cannot thank you enough listen up everybody you can all go and find Todd's books by by the way, wherever you go and buy your books, Todd's books are there. I can guarantee you that. Um, Todd, how long has your new book been out? Uh, it came out the beginning of June. Okay. So okay. So I feel like up. this is the book. I'm telling you right now, this is the book. This is the book. This is the beginning of the school year. Okay. School just started last week. I say this all the time. Do your library a favor. Go out. Purchase Todd's books, purchase more than one, and donate it to your children's library. I'm telling you something, it is absolutely, uh, we've done it. We have actually donated books to Darnstown Elementary School for where our kids went to elementary school. They are Todd's books that are there. And I'm so, so proud, Todd, that I get to call you my friend. So thank you for all that you do. Everybody listen up. This has been an amazing, amazing episode. We have so many more coming up this season. I do say that this might be my last season, but I've heard this before. But listen, do me a favor. Go out, purchase Todd's books, read them to your kids, read them to your grandkids. And then I want you to send me an email. And I want you to send me an email and let me know exactly how 
did you feel? And how did you see that they felt? Because I know from experience how my children feel when they hear a Todd Park book. Todd, take care. I can't wait to get the next book. Listen up, everybody. If you have any comments, any questions, please just email them to um, info at comfortcases.org and we will talk next week. Take care, everyone. Thank you.